welcome to the year we started a podcast. It's a podcast born Phoenix-like from last year's podcast. I literally almost said welcome to Dear Hank and John because I was listening to Dear Hank and John. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. Uh, That'd be good. Something, something, brothers, something, something, uh, John and Hank. All right. Uh, I am your co-host, Jeff. And I am your other co-host, Nick. And this is our podcast where we, what do we do? <laughs> Forget. <laughs> do we do, do we do advice questions? This is an advice show, Nick? Uh, I don't think so. I'm okay. checking. I'm checking. No. This is a show where we like to talk about some things that are fun and interesting to us. And today, Nick, in, uh, unfamiliar waters we are uh it is but only noon o'clock where i am and you uh, it's not even in p.m yet it's a.m which means i'm i'm weak and weak (laughs) i mean i will say most people will note based on our time zones uh you are only uh at 10 a.m uh, yeah. That is not exactly exceptionally early, but apparently Nick is a person who is not alive no, yet. I've, quite. I've been awake for four hours. It's just uh, okay. the, been miserably awake for four hours. I'm very sorry. <laughs> I'm very sorry. <laughs> Nick, uh, so yesterday, and the, our listeners will uh, find this out later on, but we had a guest on our podcast, and it ended up taking a hot minute to record. And by the time we had gotten to the part where we recorded this bit, Jeff was tired. Uh, uh, Jeff yeah. did bad job at topic, and Jeff asked Nick if he could uh, have another shot at this. So here you go. <laughs> For the very first time, we're premiering A our re-record. new norm, our new normal norm. uh, recording. Yeah, shut up, Nick. We're going. Uh, our new normal recording time here uh, of <laughs> during the day. Uh, Not a good idea. No. Bad idea. <laughs> bad idea. Okay. <laughs> So this is a a thing that we have uh, visited many a many a many a times, and that is my ability to make awkward social situations worse than they have to be. <laughs> I already know where this is going. Is, Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know that you 100 percent know. You can see the thing on the Google Doc, but I'm not 100 percent sure uh, you're 100 percent aware of my capabilities here. So uh, here here's the thing. I'm a Two two different parts here. One, I'm a nice person, and I like to hold the door open for eh. people. Like that's like a thing I, I like to do. Um, okay. Uh, and then another thing is I do enjoy talking to people. Like I like I do enjoy you know talking to you. I had fun last night on our uh, with our guest, and I, like I the thing is though, Nick, I'm a genuine person. I hate artificial like small talk, and so yep. I like. They, they're like you would think, like, oh man, if I'm a person that likes talking to people, uh, that I would, you know, not really mind going on the elevator with somebody else or something like that. Um, but I just, it seems so disingenuous to me and I, I don't like it. So I try to, I don't know, awkwardly avoid it whenever possible. Well, in addition to being bad at, uh, you know, trying to lag behind and check my phone uh, to delay so I can have an elevator ride by myself, I ha- so I have this thing where, as like like I mentioned, like I don't really like the artificial small talk, but like there's there's this weird thing like if you're riding down on an elevator with somebody and then you both know that you're walking to the exact same parking lot, like you both get off at the same time, but you've been like, yeah, well, had a good day, have a good evening, and then you get off the elevator and then you have to like walk to your car for the next like yep. like yep. three minutes, like like oh gosh, how do I how do I do this? So I like some a strategy that I've tried recently that does not work is. Uh, <laughs> 
is to like <laughs> slow down enough so like so they feel like they can go through the door and you know do their own thing by themselves and not feel obligated to try to continue the small talk even though we've already said goodbye to one another uh, yep. but then what that results in is i haven't lagged behind far enough because then they like do the thing where they open the door and they're trying to be nice but now i'm like way far behind walking much slower than i should and then i have to speed up or like then i make them do the thing where they have to like oh i turned around and made eye contact with this person who i'm holding the door open for but they're like way far away what do i do uh, so i've put them in a worse situation and you know like on the other side of it too like i hate the thing where you know i'm, I'm walking and i i open the door and i look behind me and there's somebody that's like I can't quite tell what the social pressure should have me do here. Like, do I just pretend that I didn't make eye contact with this person? Cause they're like, I don't know, 15 seconds away <laughs> or right. should like, so Nick, I want to ask you what, how, what's wrong with me, but no, no but like for real, like you, what you, we're, we're overthinking it. Like I, I like, I love you. You're overthinking it. Um, <laughs> you can just, you can just walk with the person after saying saying bye i hate walking with somebody the same way after saying bye too or not hate but like you know it's also awkward it's definitely awkward it's it's a hundred percent awkward but like if you do nothing's gonna happen you just make a dumb joke about it like oh <laughs> yeah we well, already said bye oh that's funny oh, i literally I, am i know incapable it's, it's, of I know, doing, like I know. making that joke <laughs> like i will literally turn around and pretend my car is in another parking lot half a mile away if that's what oh, it takes to avoid i forgot this my happen. shoes upstairs actually i have to get back in the elevator oh this actually. this this call that i definitely yep nope hello yeah hello um yeah i'll be uh, home i'll be home soon i'm walking out to my car by myself <laughs> By by myself. Yep. <laughs> oh my uh, god. No, it's exactly freaking right. Um, I I honestly don't know what the move is. I am completely with you. Um, my my move would literally be like if I in my most awkward of moments, uh, it would be to like I don't know, pretend I need to go to a water fountain if they're if you're in like the lobby of a building, or like pretend you need to go out of your way for something, or check your phone and just stop like just literally stop and check your phone and just like wait long enough <laughs> yeah no, i think, no I, think that's, I think that's gonna be my move <laughs> i just, just oh man i could not possibly walk and check this message it's impossible nope I, nope just gonna focus in on this one uh, uh don't text and walk people um, exactly. <laughs> okay I, so nick i want to get some real i want to i want to see how close we are on this so let's say oh, no. you're walking into a building and a yep. person is walking behind you that you know is also coming into this building. Uh -huh. uh, what is the distance that is appropriate to hold open the door for that person? Because clearly, like, if they're on the other side of the street, you know, you walk in, you turn around to check, and you look and you make eye contact. And, yeah, you know, if they're on the other side of the street, it's no big deal. You just walk in. It's okay. But what, right. like, how far away you look at the person, so you make eye contact. What, does, what the happens? The actual answer is probably, like, you know, three seconds of like you know what i mean two two three seconds of steps worth uh my uh stupid terrible brain that doesn't want to be rude to anyone is if they're within eyesight at all i'll just stand there and just like <laughs> um, no, no, no worries no worries oh man i hate that too because like i do the same yeah. thing of like i uh i which i will i will happen like if i it if I'm the lead, it's easy because I can either speed up enough that it's not even going to be close or I know not to look back because that's awkward. Or right, two, right. I can slow down enough that it's not going to be like me holding the door open and making them feel like that rush. This is... I will uh, say... Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I, w I will say uh, being... Uh, like I, th I think the pandemic has helped 
slightly break me from this slightly because because I, I feel like I don't have to do this nearly as much. And I think that the reason for that is that I'm not going into those kind of buildings and stuff. You know, you know what I mean? I don't yeah. even know the last time I, I awkwardly had to hold the door for someone because I, like, where do I go? I go to like the grocery store. <laughs> you know, yeah, honestly, like you know, I had built up, uh, you know, strategies over the years and then had all of all of that muscle memory fade away. And now that I am back in person for my job, I'm having to relearn how to do handle all these things. It's, it's just difficult, Nick. It's difficult. Uh, uh, all right. It is. Uh, aside it from is exploiting my uh, social anxiety for everybody's pleasure, um, what uh, what would you like to talk about for your half this uh, week before we dive into our main topic with our guest? Okay, so I wanted to talk about this last night, but then we did, we messed it up. But uh, more importantly, I don't think this is a topic that I have any research on. I just wanted to pick your brain on it, and so I figured you know our listeners okay. probably like that. I'm watching uh, The Queen's Gambit at your recommendation with Jen. And oh, I boy. am four or five episodes in, nice. and I am totally enthralled. And Jen is liking it, but she's not like as eager to watch the next episode every time as I am. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason is that she said it's another one of your sad shows. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, kind of, yeah. <laughs> so my uh, my thought here is like, what drives us to like the kind of media that we do? And the reason I say is that. So not even trying to be all I am very smart or anything, but I really gravitate towards media where the the central conflict is a person grappling with things that mess with them on an emotional level uh, or mental level. And I mean, honestly, media that is very like heady and depressing usually or sad. Mm-hmm. It's like stuff that challenges you and challenges like how we are. Um, I loved the first season of True Detective. I loved the Ozarks. I loved uh, Breaking Bad. I loved The Wire. All of these shows are just sad. They're just not happy shows. They are sad, sad shows, but that are also at times really, really smart and like really get to the stuff that makes us tick as humans and makes us tick and like it exposes how, like how we deal with trauma or hardship or whatever it may be. Um, and so oftentimes in very extreme ways that are not relatable and like, you know, the, the girl who's a giant prodigy orphan, uh, or a chess player who is just smarter than everybody else and can map out a game of chess, uh, a million times over and a million different and map out a million different moves in her head is not relatable. But the part where she struggles really hard with acceptance and finding, uh, finding home is relatable to like everybody. Right. And that's definitely the media that I gravitate towards. And I don't know why. And I, are, are you the same way? Do you gravitate towards this, like, just sometimes yeah, self, um, like, self-punishing? <laughs> I, I, don't, I feel like it's a little harsh to say self-punishing. I, yeah, so, I'm not sad. I'm not, like, wa- watching it crying or anything like that for, that, for what it's I mean, for, I, for I, our I, listeners. Like, like we've mentioned, I definitely cry at everything. Um, <laughs> so the I'll separate the two because I do feel like it's a completely different thing from comedy. Uh, comedy, totally. I feel like, is, I mean, people find the things funny that, they find funny and that's just how the things that they're going to gravitate toward on the comedy side. So I feel like it's a lot more straightforward on that end. Uh, I mean, there's definitely variants of that. Like some people like different flavors of comedy that are vastly different to one another, you know, dry or dark or, I don't know, stupid, dumb right. fart humor. I mean, there's, you know, the gamut there, but, um, <laughs> but no, I, I would say on the other side of things, if you're watching a serious show for me, it's the main character 
being interesting and somebody that I would like, you know, if I was in their shoes that I, I can relate to the decisions that they're making or the hard or the, you know, the difficulty of the situations that they're in. Uh, you know, it's like, you know, watching Breaking Bad and, you know, you can put yourself in Walter White's shoes. I'm probably not going to start a meth empire tomorrow. But if I were in this situation, like, man, this this is a really, really compelling thing that this guy is doing. And like, like you know, probably not the path I would go down. But I, right. I, I can see how a person would do it. And it's like, uh, it's the creative storytelling through that lens that really captures me, I think. Uh, but I hadn't really thought about it. It's, I'm so glad you didn't ask me this yesterday. I would have had n- literally no, <laughs> like I would have had t- two brain cells rubbed together to give you an answer. But oh my god, uh, no. But see, that's I. I find that same stuff really compelling. It's and it, I, without like, I I often don't like this kind of uh, the the kind of mainstream media that's been around now that has uh like. I don't know how to put it. There's 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 a different kind of mainstream media that I just can't get into, and it's usually the stuff that isn't. Um, I mean, I don't. I, don't, the, I avoided using the term tragedy because these aren't the old school type of tragedy where everyone dies or the main person dies or whatever at the end, you know. But a lot of times they are in a way like they have the same vibe as a tragedy, right? Or the same elements of a tragedy, and I, I don't know why I gravitate towards that. But you're totally right. It is very different from comedy too. Uh, to your earlier point, because I, I also watch really upbeat, funny comedy like Parks and Rec we've talked about on the show is like something I, I I love. But I can't get into like superhero movies, for example. I can I can sort of watch superhero movies, but, you know, all, a bunch of my friends go see Marvel movies and sometimes I'd go with them and stuff. But I'd be like, OK, I'm like, great. Was, uh, you know, Captain America threw a shield and that was great for him. <laughs> and he's he's so he's a nice guy. That's great. Yeah, I okay. So we might have found the the most unpopular opinion that we both kind of agree on, to be honest. Because like, you know, like I have like like I'll be honest, Nick. At first, like the first handful of Marvel movies I did watch, um, Mm -hmm. like, but I don't know that I've watched a Marvel movie in, and I know like (laughs) I'm I can think of people that I know listen to this that are going to be uh, shaming me after this, but of course. I, I literally don't. It might have been since like pre kids that I have watched a Marvel movie. Damn. So we're talking like four years or five Damn. years. And like I think I don't even think that's an exaggeration. Um, and they're not like bad. They're not, they're not like bad experiences. It's just that I, I don't really care that much about the experience. <laughs> it's like oh cool. <laughs> it, I a hundred percent agree, and it, like it got me to think about like there there are certain genres of things that are not typically the area that i would enjoy watching but i i do if it is compellingly well done like i still can get into it like i i'm not a big fantasy person per se but i do really enjoy stuff like harry potter like reading the harry potter books or uh lord of the rings both reading and watching those movies I don't really ever do that outside of those, like those like titles really and those genres. Yeah, but like, and maybe it was just I was the right age when I read it, or uh, you know, I was just in the in the right season of life or whatever. But like those, I really gravitated to, and I thought they were well done and I enjoyed. But like, th- they are by far the exception to the rule. Like, I I definitely right. like the things that I like, and uh, I don't know. It's it is a very interesting thing though. Like, what what drives you? And uh, there's certainly different there's certainly huge differences because there are you know what 800 marvel movies now and there are people that have watched every single one every single time it comes out and like 
I just, I don't get the same level of excitement for that sort of thing. I don't know. I do, like, it's not that I don't enjoy them. I just, it's not something I'm going to seek out. Like, I'll watch it if it's on. Like, if it's something my wife will yeah. watch, then sure, that's fine. I just, it's not going to be, I, I would much rather go uh, trolling through IMDb's top, you know, 100 movies and find one that I haven't watched for forever, or either in forever. Well, actually, you know what? I, I hardly ever rewatch movies. Watch one that I haven't seen yet that I've yeah. heard people recommend and, and go watch that as opposed to watching the new shiny, you know, exciting action thing. I completely agree. Um, like, and for, I mean, I, so I've watched probably half of the Marvel movies, mostly just because, you know, coworkers or old friends or whatever liked them and wanted to see them. And I wouldn't describe any of them as like a bad experience or a bad time. Like I, I never like was offended, but you know, it's like, Oh, this is the one where everyone get all the guys fight each other and they make a lot of quips the whole time. And that's one thing. Um, did you see black Panther? No, honestly, that's the no, thing fine. I was going to mention. I was thinking about like, I'm like, you know, I, I do. I mean, I, so they're not not ones I would seek out, but they were movies that like back in the day, like I wouldn't mind go like we, me and Katie, like for date nights would often go to movies. And then I remembered like, oh, right. Like I haven't seen basically any new movies. <laughs> that's that's fair too. That's I fair forgot too. about that fact. So I guess Marvel, right. you get a little bit of a, of a pass there, but yeah, fair. no, I have not. So, I have not seen Black Panther. So Black Panther uh, is like my exception to the rule for Marvel films. And I'm probably, you know, not, that's not an original take, I'm sure. But, uh, and, and again, don't dislike the Marvel films. Just didn't like, I, I wouldn't go out of my way to watch any of them again um, or the ones that I missed. But so Black Panther, the Michael B. Jordan's character in it very much has the, the is a trope of the kind of villains that I love that are people that are obviously extreme, but are very relatable and have very relatable uh, motivations and very real reasons to make a morally ambiguous or like not not necessarily ambiguous, but like very real reasons to and very relatable human reasons to have uh to make sweeping moral mistakes i don't know the word i'm looking like to, to be the villain in this story or to be the antagonist in general he's not just i'm the, here to rule the world or like i watched uh, the the avengers films and you know freaking spoilers for avengers but like thanos wants to kill half of humanity because of like resource starvation like i mean don't get me wrong i get it we're the world can is overpopulated but like you're gonna blow up half of humanity for that nobody actually feels that way there's not like there's not a normal human being out there in the world who thinks like man we really don't feed enough people in in uh you know underprivileged areas and underprivileged countries we should kill half the people it's the only right move <laughs> it's not a relatable experience at all it's just like ah thanos is mean and everyone that will is- tell you like thanos is a, like the actor was really good and like has really human moments and yada yada it's still still just not relatable at all Okay, Nick, I want to, uh, one more thing and then we'll get to uh, our main topic. Nick, uh, I, I think this has also made me realize how dramatically shifted my media consumption has gone from movies to television series. Same. I assume that's like not uncommon. I mean, but I, uh, man, I, I feel like it's got to be north of 95 to 5. <laughs> like, it, like it is 95% right at this point probably tv series and five percent movies it's just a rarity that we would do that it's just it's a time commitment like we normally have like an hour before bed that we would just want to hang out and watch something and you, i don't know movies require more time and focus than that i i also would would wager that uh part of the reason that we're that you do that and i i am the same way now uh but 
part of the reason it's probably the same thing in that it just lets you flesh out these characters really well and really get to like more compelling stuff. We're in like the golden age of TV. Like you get to get so much it, to your point about like having a compelling main character. I mean, the um, Beth from Queen's Gambit, you just get so much time with her. I'm only four episodes in and everything that we've gotten with this, we've gotten to like experience all the little terrible moments and stuff with her that like drive her towards whatever she's, you know, her the, the way that she's exploring adulthood and freedom and crap like that. And it's stuff that you couldn't get this much time with in a movie, right? Yeah. So movies that do it well, they'll still knock it out of the park and not saying that the, the film medium can't do that job as well and like can't but you don't get as much time to do it right so that's one thing that uh that i or that's one reason i think that i gravitate towards tv at least i think another part uh of this that contributes because i do agree i think we are in an awesome age of media right now as far as content goes but um i think another thing that contributes to that is the fact that there are uh, so, so many more diverse, uh, like groups of people that are getting able to have their things seen by lots and lots of people because of streaming services, uh, instead of everything being like huge, uh, you know, you know, all these big movie companies putting these things out. Like there are just so many more, I don't know if independent creator is the right way to say it, but like, there's just, there's more people doing things yep. and you can get picked up by a number of streaming services and have an audience that you would have never been able to have, uh, you know, even 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. True. Very true. I think there's a lot more, uh, original ideas in the film, in the, especially in TV, I think, but mm-hmm. like there's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's hop to our main topic this week. I uh, hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much. And here we go. And to, uh, get to our main topic this week, we have uh, a very special guest to which we will need to tune our radios. I'm not sure how to do this on a podcast. Nick, uh, are you familiar with the process for tuning a radio on a podcast? What's a radio? I'm sorry, go ahead. What? What's, what's a radio? Uh, it's what we do professionally now. Uh, the thing. Okay, we- boomer. <laughs> All right, Nick, I need you to pick a number between uh, 90 and 110. I still don't, I'm still not clear on what a radio is. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going... 106.5. All right, 106.5. The, the I, I don't know. All right, we're going to turn our radio to 106.5, and on the other side of the radio, we have... Hey, how's it going today, guys? That was, this is the best transition, <laughs> the best introduction. I, we, we planned this out so much. Like we spent so I much, did a so, really good job of playing into your joke and it made it work so much better. I'm I, so glad I did I appreciate it. it. I, I'm so glad I was such a I nerd. appreciate <laughs> it. Although I will say we need to quickly uh, make sure we introduce our 106.5 guest, which is a person from the radio uh, industry, uh, AJ Rickenbach. And, and you know what? Uh, so AJ, we've, We've known each other for, at this point, at least for me, uh, more than half my life. I've said your last name probably less than 10 times. Is that the right way to say that? Astoundingly, you are correct. Most people do mispronounce it, which I don't blame them. But yeah, you got it. Yeah, as a person uh, with the last name of Schesser, I understand. And uh, you know what? We (laughs) We can have that in common. Okay, so... 
uh, AJ has been a friend of mine for a very long time, a friend of both Nick and I, actually. And uh, AJ works in the radio industry. We're basically peers. Uh, if it's I, true. 100%. At, this, at this point, you know, he, he does it professionally. Uh, Nick and I have if made... If you could not lump AJ in with us, I would, <laughs> I would really appreciate that. Uh... <laughs> See, uh, I appreciate you keeping me up higher than you. I'm going to assume that's what that is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That, that Where is, you belong. That is honestly. the definition of peer is somebody who's slightly higher than you. Um, That's how that works. It's it, how it works. Uh, actually, you know what? So uh, to give some, uh, you know, a little bit of a peek behind the curtain, AJ has been uh, a person that we've been able to bounce ideas off of. He's helped give audio feedback and has also been a patron of our show which is fantastic i don't know why he does that but you know what i am appreciative nonetheless and wait, so no, nick wait. that's why you got my credit card number <laughs> i'm sorry what what I'm sorry what you got i i don't remember that oh okay excuse <laughs> what that was a different nick don't worry about it oh okay. one of my <sighs> one of my one of my favorite things about having people that i am able to talk to that listen to the show is talking about the things that are fun and interesting to them and uh aj is the person we've alluded to before that we don't 100 percent trust but he's a good enough friend that nick and i okay. have agreed okay go ahead nick yes so uh, i will give i'll give aj some credit because we've just been ragging on him the whole time since we got him on i actually do trust aj i think aj would probably have better ideas for this than uh, than either of us I he does this far. for a living jeff i don't know what i'm doing at all you i don't know why you want me on the <laughs> show does. i don't know what i'm doing yeah, if you listen to our uh, Patreon-only episode, you will know that he does this, like, multiple times a week, and I'll just say, Nick, that's more than we do. <laughs> so, yep, that, there you go. And I do it yeah. live. And he does it yeah, live, which is uh, terrifying. If anybody's curious, uh, Nick and I, we do edit our podcast down, I would say, by a good third. Uh, mm. And about 30 seconds after discussing whether or not we should do these things live, I... I instantly gave an example of why i can't be done i i can't be allowed to do these things live so <laughs> yep we would never uh never reach syndication on the radio but uh aj i i think you have a topic for us we did allow you to do it blind yeah uh, meaning Big we have you no idea what this is. <laughs> as nick predicted but i i want to know what is our topic this week that we're going to be talking about and then we will dive right in all right I want to talk about something that I think is a big problem. It's a big problem everywhere, but it does affect America a lot. <laughs> it's a so big, scared. and it's about something that I really hate, and that's sleep. Okay, see, it didn't okay. get too crazy. So yeah, obviously, I mean, would you say you guys sleep enough? Negative. <laughs> okay, as a person Negative. with two kids, literally, I can't. Uh, yeah, I yeah, don't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't think I think like the vast majority of us don't. don't yeah, sleep I enough, agree. Right. And I think Even everyone knows kids. it. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely and I think there's a weird culture. I'm sorry. I don't want to talk over you. But like, I think there's a weird culture in America where we're all like proud about it, too. We're all like, ah, dude, I, I don't know. I'm just wiped out. I got four hours of sleep. And it's like, why are you happy with that? Yeah. That's it's one of those bad. weird things where you one up people based on how much worse you had something, which it's yep. very weird to get to the kids slang a weird flex. But OK. If, I don't know if they still say that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they do. Yeah. But I've heard of it, which means that they probably said it six, six or seven <laughs> years ago. And so I have to assume it's still good. Yeah, very much so now, it feels like. Yeah. But yeah, obviously, according to what they said, 35% of people don't. And obviously, there's issues, you know, if you don't sleep enough, like your high blood pressure, you can get diabetes, stuff like that. 
Do you know how many car accidents that people being tired is responsible for? If you want to take a guess. Uh, all you, all you. No, you, you go. You know, first liar never wins. So you, you go ahead and pretend uh, like you know what okay, this is going to be. We're going to do this Jeopardy style. I, I assume that no. Um, honestly, I, I have no idea. Man. It's a hundred thousand. With just one hundred thousand. I mean, not hundreds. Just a single yeah. hundred thousand. Yeah. No big 6, deal. Six thousand fatalities, which is crazy. I, I was going to say twenty five k, and that was what I thought was higher than what it should have been. Uh, but then it was four times more than that. So, yeah. I'm actually th- checking the math. Um, two is higher than it should have been. One is like, okay, all right, we learned our lesson again, guys. But two is higher than it should be. That's terrible. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, there's facts that people who work like 12 and a half hour shifts or 12 hour shifts, like nurses, if they're working that instead of an eight, then they're like three times as likely to commit a medical error, which is crazy to think about. Uh, you're seven yeah. times more likely to have an accident at work. And then there's also just even, you know, factoring in things that are chances like that, just the actual numbers, there's economic impact to this, which I didn't really realize until I just started Googling how much I, about how much I hate sleep. So <laughs> I assume productivity drops like nuts, right? Oh yeah. And for some reason it affects America much harder than other countries. Like I'm not trying to rag on us, but I mean, the statistics are there. We definitely do have like a... Despite all consequences, we are willing to sign ourselves up for way more than we ought to. Oh, and yeah. My first job, I felt like I was surrounded by a bunch of crazy people because I'm just like some like wide-eyed kid who's like an idiot. And I hear all the people like, oh, yeah, I couldn't sleep last night because I was so sick, but I worked because I'd never call out. <coughs> and I'm like, you're sick and you didn't sleep. Yeah. You're useless and getting us all sick too. <laughs> I hope it that's slightly <laughs> I hope that's slightly less popular these days. <laughs> I'm sure it is. But like there's a culture to it in America that is really weird and I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Yeah. Like the second country is a uh, Japan which I feel also has a reputation. Uh I, I don't know mm-hmm. if it's stereotyping as bad as that might be or sound so we might have to cut this. Uh like you know their culture is all about working hard, working overtime to show that you know you're dedicated to your job that kind of thing. And so it, it basically just between the two countries, even comparing though, uh, let's double check. Yeah. America has 1.23 million working days per year that they estimate being lost just on sleep deprivation compared to the, wow. uh, let me double check. Yeah. 0.6 million. It's crazy Yikes. that it's that much of a difference, even just between two countries at the top. And also if you factor in for like GDP wise, it's like one and a half to two and a half percent, like between 280 and 410 billion dollars, I believe. Wow. Like 410 billion dollars of productivity loss? Yeah. Or yikes. Guys, we can all be rich. Please sleep. <laughs> Man, that is that is so wild because I, I definitely acknowledge that like as a person who has been in my industry for a long time. I, I certainly know that there are times where I have been extremely sleep deprived, but it was more of a dysfunctional thing as opposed to a productive thing. And I know for a fact I would be better and the people that work for me would be better if we had a healthier balance. It just it wasn't ever really a focus. So what, what, uh, how do we do better? <laughs> do you have an answer? Like, what's what's this look like uh, for people that do a good job at this? 
AJ, this is your moment. You, he's asked you, how do we do better? But this is actually kind of the whole country asking you, how do we do better? Yeah, I'm ripping off this my shirt. There's Lead a us forward. pass out Superman when it's sleeping. Um, but no, I honestly, I'm not entirely sure. I do think some of it, if we could alter maybe the working schedules potentially, but the, I know that's kind of a crazy idea, but it's also been proposed for like a four day work week that could help balance things potentially. I'm honestly not sure. Uh, a lot of it does have to do with shift work as well. People who work rotating shifts and not being able to have that consistent sleep schedule. Uh, I know that's something I used to experience myself whenever I worked in the food industry, you know, going from opening a restaurant to closing it the next day. And it's, there's just no way you can find a good balance with that. Um, so I'm not really sure. Uh, all right. I want to, I want to hear you guys' opinion on how much do you feel like the pandemic will change the regular nine to five. There are things that will be different because of the pandemic and what we've quickly realized is possible remote or no. AJ, you want to hit it first? Yeah. Do you have any thoughts? I honestly, I can, I can go, but I can ramble. But I just, you know, right. Uh, I do think it will affect things or at least maybe I'm just being too hopeful. Uh, I also had the ability to start working from home whenever I technically it was actually before the pandemic, but you know, it timed out well to where the rest of the company transitioned to that as well. Uh, for at least the back end stuff, or obviously for coming in and doing a live show, we have to, you know, be here. But right. uh, otherwise, it's worked out pretty well. And I just honestly, there's a lot of good side effects to it. Just think about, you know, with people commuting, if that were to cut down by 25%. You know, uh, there's going to be less carbon emissions, all that kind of stuff. You know, if you're a fan of fossil fuels, we won't go through them as fast. That's another perspective to look at it. There's a lot of like other side benefits that I don't think people might have realized yet to look at. And I'm sure most have, honestly. But I I am hopeful that working from home becomes a more consistent thing. And, and I'm sure that it will on a, a societal scale because I, I agree with you and like, you know, uh being out here my like mix of social exposure is like a mix of people that work very corporate jobs or very tech related jobs and uh you know a lot of my friends from college and from my previous jobs work you know like warehouse or retail or food service or whatever and i feel like the the thing that is unfortunate about it is that those are the kinds of industries the the le- the less skilled work is probably not going to get that kind of benefit of the doubt um, you know, as soon as shops are open up again, I'm sure that, you know, your local target or whatever is still going to have those kids on their shifts at 10 p.m. closing their stores and whatever else. And every Amazon warehouse is going to be packed and trying to do whatever shifts that they can do. And that's not to rag on those companies explicitly or anything like that. It's just that I would imagine you're right, but I imagine that doesn't necessarily trickle to the people working the un- like unskilled jobs. Another thing that, like, regarding the sleep deprivation, you know, to get back into the numbers of it, a lot of the high, like, the highest prevalence of sleep, uh, short sleep duration was found among workers in uh, production, like warehouses and stuff. That's 43%. Yep. And then after that, it's uh, healthcare, and then healthcare practitioners, then uh, food prep and food service. And then after that, protective service, like your law enforcement and fire departments. And those are all, like, around 40%. So, and it's just those industries, I mean, obviously, you can't work from home. So, you know, even if right. there was something to try and help with that, then I don't know. So I want to go on the sleep uh, vein, actually, now that you've recentered us on that. I I feel like I understand how good having a good, reliable sleep pattern is. 
on a you know on a scientific level it makes sense i am absolute garbage at actually holding myself to that how what do you are like i do either of you feel like you do a really good job of having a good sleep schedule that's consistent uh or is this something that you both struggle with i'm curious to hear and any advice you can provide <laughs> to do better because i feel like it's one of my as a person who chugged some coffee at a pre-recording at 9.30 p.m., uh, knowing full well that my kids are going to be up at uh, 6 or before, this is this is not a very good uh, setup for success for me. I honestly am still terrible. You remember my sleep patterns from us as kids when we played video games <laughs> until 5 or 6 in the morning. I'd like to say I I'm do better. Remember. I stayed up till 6 a.m. this morning. Uh, playing a game again and I'm running on four hours of sleep because I don't learn from my mistakes, Jeff. I don't (laughs) like AJ. It's been like, it's been (laughs) 20 years. Jeff, Jeff, I just want to let you know that based off the last time that the three of us all got together and stayed at your house, that you would absolutely do that. If you just didn't have a wife who would get mad at you for (laughs) you and I are just reined in by our wives. I'm I'm pretty sure before (laughs) like, I'm pretty sure when you were here last at my, on my side of things, uh, I was not married yet. Is that true? Or was it? No, you, you were a hundred percent married. hundred percent. Yeah. You were married. It it was definitely pre-kids. It was pre-kids, but it was post-marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause, cause you're totally right. Like I haven't done that. I haven't stayed up till six, uh, playing a video game or, or stayed up all night playing a video game in, in, you know, years and years. But, uh, like my, my sleep schedule is terrible too. Uh, I'm, I'm completely with you. I think it's really hard. Um, being married, I, I joke about it, but being married has genuinely helped because, you know, by having some sort of mutual obligation in your house, it's kind of like, okay, well, I got to wake up and take care of the dog and help uh, not be a fuck, uh, you know, good, keeping her up all night control. by good being, catch. yeah, I know. I, I, I really did a great job. So I have to not keep her up all night by being a jerk and like yelling at my screen or whatever you mean. So it's like helped, but I mean, I, th- I think most of us don't sleep well. Um, I still stay up after her to watch crap on my tablet uh, and watch Netflix because it's when I watch Netflix. (laughs) I just realized I have a very strange sleeping habit. Like if I'm like where I have a roommate, I for some reason cannot be the first person to go to bed. I don't know what it is. It's not like it's a conscious thing I think about, but Mm. I just recently realized that no matter how many people I've lived with, no matter if I'm tired, I'll typically just stay up and be around them or like hanging out or whatever. And then once I go to bed, I might do something for like 20 minutes and I'm like, oh, why am I not going to sleep? I I just, it doesn't click. So you and I have this in common. I I don't know the, the term I'm looking for. There's a term that describes this kind of like social... Uh, it's. I mean, personality is probably even too strong a word, but there's a term for this where, where it's like not a it, like a fear of missing out, but it's like it's like kind of related to that. And I've always thought that you and I are, are similar in this, and that you're totally right. If I hang out with people at night, if I like go to dinner and drinks and stuff with somebody, I am never the person to suggest like, okay, well, we should call it a night unless I'm I'm being pulled from something, unless I have like an obligation. But otherwise, I'm just like, 
oh, okay, oh, whatever you guys want to go. That's fine, because I'm I'm happy to just sit here until 2 a.m., even though we got here at 10, and I'm not really saying anything important anymore, and I am tired, but it doesn't matter, and it's the same thing. I, I mean, I haven't lived with a roommate in uh, besides my wife in, I don't know, seven years or something like that, so that's not the best example, but, like, I think I was the same way when I lived with roommates of just, like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're upstairs goofing off and and talking and it's 1am now and I have to be up for my job at 6 but you know it's fine what's the problem one last thing that I thought was interesting that I've never even considered so you guys dream in color right it's not black and white Yeah. so 12% of people completely dream in black and white and before television only 15% of people dreamed in color according to the studies that this one report did really yeah that's weird. And they found that people 25 and younger say they almost never dream in black and white, but people over 55 who grew up with little access to color TV reported dreaming in black and white about a quarter of the time. So, which... That's freaking weird. Do you guys remember your dreams after you wake up? No, you have to... You have, you have to this is a whole... Oh, man, we can't do this. But you have to do, like... That's why people do dream journals, is so that they can remember details. You have to focus on it, like, really early on. Otherwise, it, it, does, it doesn't register to long-term memory or something like that. I forget the exact reasoning. Uh, I do. How about you, AJ? I have some, like, vivid memories. And honestly, it's usually of nightmares, unfortunately. Uh, so, you know, like, that's, you know, not to be negative there, but whatever. But otherwise, not really. And I think I did remember reading... I didn't write it down for this, that you lose like at least 50% of what you might remember from a dream and like the first minute of waking up and like 90% after five minutes, typically. Yeah, so that's why you keep a dream journal is because if you start to to focus in on the details and just like, uh, you know, you, you know how writing is, uh, positively affects your memory and crap and stuff like that. Yeah, and also, I mean, I would imagine just uh, because of how unrealistic dreams can be as you're waking up and focusing on the real world, it's harder to remember something that might be illogical that you're not able to, you know, really normally see as well. Remember when my arms turned into pterodactyl wings? That was weird. Anyways. Yeah, exactly. I would like to thank our guest, AJ Riggenbach for hanging out with us. Uh, and you know, you know, bringing a little bit of what radio can be into our silly, silly podcast. Uh, uh, AJ, is there anything you would like to say before we kick you off and then uh, move on to other things? Oh man, <laughs> is this the part where I shamelessly plug things? It's a, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. tell what, us all what, about what would you like to shamelessly all plug? Right. Uh, all right, guys, go ahead and smash that like yeah, button. Yeah, make sure you subscribe, uh, especially to this podcast first before you go listen to my show. This is uh, no, way better this content. Is, that's the YouTube. That only the, you say that on YouTube. Oh. I'm sorry. Well, that's the smash that like button as a YouTube. Well, there's but. a heart on Spotify and other. Anyway, just whatever makes yeah. it look good. Anyway, <laughs> do that. But uh, if you did want to catch my show, for some reason, if you're interested in um, a sports show that's Barstool-esque, but also abides by FCC regulations, uh, you can check us out at themountaineerticket.com, <laughs> the Mountaineer Ticket, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern, just for your time zone. You can stream it on there. Uh, we are working on... That's super yeah, cool. Yeah, we are getting it worked... Uh, or can't talk we are working on getting it to a point where we can record it at the same time and possibly upload it as a podcast format and it'd be great just to have that honestly for an archive as much as i don't like listening to my own voice aj aj the second you convert your show to also be a podcast it's gonna be a more it's gonna be a podcast with more listeners and more episodes than ours you can't one-up us like that (laughs) i mean 
<laughs> we're already working together. Let's see what we can figure out. I mean, bam. Hey, I you like know what? It. I like that. I I like that. So definitely <laughs> check that out. And we so much though, more than anything else, appreciate you hanging out with us and uh, supporting the show. Th- this has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, we will do the proper outro right now. Uh, but thank you so much for hanging out with us and and you know talking about some things that are perhaps a little bit outside of what we typically yeah. do. But you you guide us to some stuff that is fun and interesting, and that's that's the ultimate goal. Hell yeah! Glad to be here, guys. I appreciate the invite. AJ, I really appreciate you doing this. This is fun. I like this a lot. Yeah.